Well, as the countdown continues toward my uh, final day on the air, we've got today and tomorrow, and that's it. And as I've uh, talked about a lot in these last few days, one of the great pleasures of this job has been the opportunity to talk regularly with our local leaders, the people whose decisions and actions have a direct impact on our lives, and always one of my favorites to chat with, and we've had even more opportunity to do so since she became a state senator, Doris Turner. We usually talk by phone, but she's here in person today, and Senator, so great to see you, and it's thank you for being you here. Too. And I could not let your leaving go by without coming in and seeing you in person. I just, um, you know, this is a passing of an era. We have spent so much time together from my time on the county board to the city council and then to the state senate. Uh, when am I going to do without you, Jim Leach? <laughs> well, I, I've always said no one is is indispensable. And not there true, are, not true. Oh, bless your heart. You are, you are very, very kind. But I, I also know, too, that uh, you uh, are uh, available and accessible to all the media in town and uh, folks will still uh, get plenty of opportunities opportunities to hear from you, which is a great thing. And I've always appreciated very much your generosity with your time to come on and, and talk about issues. And I, I'm going to have a few questions for you here uh -oh. if, you do, if you don't mind uh -oh. today. But, uh, uh, but you know, I, I, I'm i glad you brought up just the fact that we, we've had a long history and, and have, uh, you know, uh, talked about and dealt with a lot of issues over these years here in the community. You know, and I, I've, I've been reflecting back on this, and I was actually talking to my stepson last night about this, and about how, uh, you know, to, to me, uh, Springfield has really changed a lot for the better in the time that I've, I've been on the air here. I think back to the 1990s when I started doing a daily talk show and some of the things that we were dealing with and talking about on a regular basis, problems in the police department, for example, or uh, some of the uh, the chaos at, at City Water, Light and Power back in those days. Uh, the park district seemed to have, you know, lots of things where that was getting all kinds of attention. We were having to report on all the time. And, and a lot of those things just seem to me to be so much better run and without nearly the drama that, that we used to have 25, 27 years ago. W w would you agree with that? I definitely would agree. And I think that part of that is because over the course of these years, I really think that Springfield has become a much more inclusive community. I think that if you look at those people that you talk about, decision makers, that that lens has changed. You know, it's much more in representative of our community. But not only that, we see people who are in positions that really want to have that community input. You know, I always say that we can't do things for the community. We have to do things with the community. And I think that's what we've seen is that, um, you know, people who are in leadership and in decision-making positions really look to the community as partners and not as someone that is just at, at the behest of what they want to do. I think that one of the best examples of that is what we saw uh, in the police department under uh, Chief Winslow, mm -hmm. when he really moved uh, to embrace community policing and really took it to a whole new level. I mean, I, I saw him as the police chief out walking with his officers through the east side neighborhoods. Yeah. And, um, you know, let's be honest, he didn't get a lot of support from the rank and file in the beginning with that, but he stayed with it and it worked. And we see what a difference 
that has made. And I think that that is something that has happened um, throughout our community over the course of time. I think I think it's a really important point when you talk about the inclusivity of mm-hmm. the community. And I, and I have tried because we, we talk a lot about some of the extremes in our politics nationally. And I, I always try to make the distinction between national politicians and some of the, the rhetoric and things that are happening there versus our, our local leaders. And, and whichever party you're in, I feel like we have, especially here in Springfield and Sangamon County, a group of elected officials. They're not out there on these radical extremes. They're not out there just lighting fires for the sake of lighting fires. They seem to be genuine, dedicated public servants really working hard to make a positive difference. You know, I I truly believe that. Um, And everybody knows that I'm a fierce Democrat partisan politician. However, there's a time and a place for that. And uh, once you're elected, you really have to work collaboratively with, um, you know, with all of the stakeholders and everybody throughout the community. And I really have prided myself on my ability to be able to do that and and do it well. And I think that our community is served, uh, is better served when we're able to do that. I remember when I was on the county board, there were 29 members. And I think at one time there were four, maybe five Democrats, but through building those working relationships, you know, I was able to, you know, make a real difference in on the east side of Springfield. And I think that we really have to do a lot more of that. Um, you know, it, at every level that I I went to, I saw where that was even more even more important, and especially today in the Senate. You know, let, let's talk about that then going forward and your relations with your colleagues in the General Assembly. And it's pretty nice. You've got super majorities in the House and mm-hmm. Senate, so it, that makes it pretty easy. You don't necessarily have to do all that much reaching across the aisle. Uh, but I, I know you like to do that. Uh, let me ask you uh, your your relationship with some of our local lawmakers mm-hmm. from the other side. How, how do you and Senator McClure work together? Um, we work together well. As a matter of fact, you're right. We do have a supermajority. However, if you look back on the legislation that I've passed that has made its way to the governor's desk, almost every single piece of that legislation is on a bipartisan basis. I mean, I had legislation that was co-sponsored by Darren Bailey, uh, you know, Senator McClure, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, we talk a lot about the Turner Caucus. Sally Turner and I have a lot of, have a lot of bills, especially with ABATE that we co-sponsored together. And we were actually, ABATE uh, gave us co-legislators uh, of the year this year because of our work that we that we did together. Congratulations. Uh-huh. And um, Senator McClure and I worked um, closely together on, if you remember the horrific insi- uh, situation when a DCFS worker was uh was uh, tragically killed, and we worked together on um, three pieces of legislation. Two pieces of it were passed, the other one did not pass, and we really tried to resurrect that piece of legislation this year, and it just didn't work out. So, uh, so yeah, so we've worked together on a number of pieces of legislation. In, in working on other Springfield issues, somebody else that I, I know you need to have a good working relationship with is Representative Mike Coffey. He's a Republican, uh, recently appointed. To me, he's the one that got away. I've been trying to land an interview with him since he was a 
disappointed. I never got him on this program. Looks like I'm not going to now. Uh, how do you get along with him and the and the other members of the House representing the the immediate Springfield um, area? Actually, really well. When when our representative Coffee was appointed, I called him and and congratulated him, and uh, and he and I have have uh, worked on a couple of issues, and uh, we have a really good working relationship. As a matter of fact, I had to scold him because he called my office to schedule an appointment, and I'm like, Mike. Don't you ever do that again. You're right down the hall from me. Just walk <laughs> down and and walk in. And he's like, well, I didn't. I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, um, this, this door is always open to you. Because I really feel like both of us have one goal in mind and that is a better Springfield and working together I think that we can we can achieve that. I asked you about this a little bit last time but tell me a little bit more about your working relationship with uh, Mayor Misty Busher uh, and what what you know how often are you in contact with her what are you hearing from her about what she would like to see you and uh, the the local general assembly representatives do uh, on Springfield's behalf? You know um, I really have been letting her get her footing and you know and get acclimated to the to the office and and you know kind of get in and and see where she wants to go and and what she wants to do i have had a number of of um uh a couple of meetings with her around some issues in Springfield that we're, that we're working on. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of things that the city was looking to do that needed some legislative support, and I was able to, able to surprise, su- provide that. But, um, you know, as with all the uh, couple of mayors that I worked with before, I, I do feel like that we all have to work together in order for Springfield to be the best that it can be. You know, this is my hometown. This is where, you know, I raised my family where now I'm watching my grandchildren grow and and thrive. And I want it to be the best that it can possibly be. Um, None of us are going to do this forever. And I just really feel like I I wanted, I get up every morning wanting to do everything that I can do while I have this opportunity. So you're going to land a casino for Springfield? You know, let's see how that works out. (laughs) People, people really. So this is this is the thing. People really want it. Uh, they want it. They don't care where it goes. They just want it. Then on the other hand, um, you know, since my days on on the Springfield City Council, Springfield has more video gaming machines than any other city in the entire state. We clearly love this sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. We love the slot machines yeah. around here. So you know, uh, I think it's something that's definitely on everybody's radar. Yeah, it, it, and is it something that are, are you undecided about it? Or are you do you think it's a good idea but not practical at this time? Or are you opposed to you know, adding more gaming positions in town? No, you know I think that I think that it would be definitely good for revenue. I mean, you know it it, it would definitely be good for revenue. It would be another uh, tourist destination because Springfield really has become a significant tourist destination uh, and I think that it would be really good uh, for that as well. I think we just have to figure out um, how we go about working it through the General Assembly and and where it goes. I think that it's come up a couple of times, but unfortunately, each time it's come up before, it's been at the close of the General Assembly instead of at the beginning. Last minute, absolutely. Uh Very last minute. So we have to decide uh, that we're going to be a little bit more proactive about the things things that we want. State Senator Doris Turner is here with us. I want to turn to a couple of uh, state issues. Uh, Report uh, from S&P talking about 
pensions and how we still have a ways to go to really get to where we ought to be in terms of funding pensions with the so-called Edgar ramp kicking in where they sort of kicked that can down the mm-hmm. road and now you know now the can's here uh, and uh, since I'm going to work for the state this is a particularly important topic for me right now mm-hmm. what do you think going forward about what what is it going to take to uh, to get pensions and our funding of them to what they need to be let me say this as a state retiree pensions is something I'm very interested yeah. in <laughs> interested and a, and a lot in of as, people are. as as well and it is something that uh, it's a, it's an issue that's always there and I think it's always going to be there because I think it's going to take a whole, whole, whole lot for us to ever get to a spot where we're it level, where we, you know where we're level and we're on target for everything. I think that as we get our financial house in order, and we really have been doing that, you know, I, I know that some people think, well, you know, it's easy to do that when you have federal money. It's easy to do that. But no, we did that without the federal money. Uh, and so... We've worked hard yeah. to get our federal, to get our um, fiscal house in order, and I think the more that we do that, the easier it's going to be for us to get our pension house in order as well. Now, and we have been putting extra payments in, yeah. and I think that that's really laudable. That we, as we, as we've had that extra money, we have been putting extra payments in. So it is something that. Everybody is very interested in working on and interested in doing, and uh, we'll get there. Any update on your flag commission bill? Is the governor going to sign it? I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Can't uh, you just pick up the phone and yeah, call him? It's on his desk, and, uh, and I think we're going to get there. And I will tell you, people are so interested in oh, that. Yeah. They are so excited about it. I already have an entire list of people that want to be on the commission. I've already started getting uh, flag designs. So there, people are really, really, really ramped up about it. As a matter of fact, uh, I've had a couple of, of uh, contacts talking about doing a Netflix documentary about it. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm intrigued by it. This is one thing, you know, I volunteered for a lot of things over the years. One thing I want nothing to do with because I have no visual sense. Uh-huh. That's why I work in radio because uh-huh. I don't really have that that ability. But I'm really eager to see what ideas people come yeah. up with. And talk about bipartisanship. You know, uh, Representative, well, when he was the representative, Tim Butler uh, came and testified with me in committee and helped me get it helped me get it out out of committee. He probably wants a big train running through the middle <laughs> of that flag, doesn't he? Now that he's yeah. working for the railroad association. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about that. Who would have thought that something as small as Senate Bill 1818 <laughs> would just set the state on fire? And, what, and did you re- request that number, or was that just coincidence? Or uh, things work out for the good. You've you've uh, got got away, uh, <laughs> Senator Doris Turner. We're almost out of time real quickly because this is my last chance to ask you this. And I know you've got a little bit of breathing room now before the legislature is back in session. But have you thought about your next round of legislative priorities, whether it's fall veto session or next spring? What's next for you to work on? You know, there are a couple of things that I did not get over the hump. And, you know, as they say, nothing is ever dead. Uh, I had a bill that I thought was would be very beneficial for Springfield. It was my uh, property tax bill because Springfield is home to so many state buildings that we really, you know, come out on the short end. Of that. So I would really like to see that come Would that back. be kind of like pilot payment in lieu of taxes to get the city mm-hmm. some additional revenue yes. from all of those government buildings? Yes, okay. definitely. So I'm going to continue to work on that. Would and that apply just to Springfield or to any place that's got a, a state government facility? You know, um, the way that I was looking at it was just Springfield. Mm-hmm. But as we get into it, you know, who knows how, how 
things can okay. shake out. The other thing that I really want to continue to work on is my EMS bill. Uh, I introduced legislation so that EMS workers would re- wear body cam- cameras, and um, no one thought it was a bad idea. The, the issue came up around uh, some privacy yeah. situations, and so we just need to work through that. So uh, those are the two things that I really want to continue to work on. Well, I'm interested to follow along. I'll be doing so as a constituent going mm-hmm. forward, but uh, eager to hear how that all progresses. And I'll uh, uh, keep my Netflix subscription so I can watch the, the show all about creating our new flag when the time comes. Senate Bill 1818. State Senator <laughs> Doris Turner, thank you for today. Thank you for all of these years of being available and accessible and informing uh, the community about the things that are going on. I have always appreciated your time. And uh, uh, again, thank you so much. You know, know, it's just really a pleasure and honor to come in and sit with you in your last couple of days here. I look back on all of our time together very fondly, and I really feel like that we have... um, done some good for the city of Springfield. So I appreciate working in partnership with you. Likewise, Senator. Thank you so much.